Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Start. Actor Hank Azaria has apologized to, quote, to every single Indian person, end quote, for his portrayal of the character Apu in The Simpsons. This from The Guardian. Azaria, who is white, voiced the role of the Indian-American shopkeeper from the show's inception in 1989, but stood down last year amid criticism of racial stereotyping. He said he was willing to be held accountable for its negative consequences. Speaking on Monday on the Armchair Expert podcast hosted by actors Dax Shepard and Monica Padman, who is Indian-American, Azaria, 56 years old, said that though he believed the show was founded on good intentions, it contributed to the, quote, structural racism in the United States. He said that it had also taken him some time to realize that his portrayal of Apu Nahasa Pima Pentalon was offensive to the Indian American community. I really didn't know any better, he said. I didn't think about it. I was unaware of how much negative and relative damage I had received in this country as a white, pardon me, privilege and relative advantage I had received in this country as a white kid from the Queens. Just because there were good intentions, it doesn't mean there weren't real negative consequences to the thing that I am accountable for. Yeah, and then Azaria went on to say to Padman, I really do apologize. I know you weren't asking for that, but it's important. I apologize for my part in creating that and participating in that. And part of me feels, he said, I need to go around to every single Indian person in this country and personally apologize. So this character actually came under close scrutiny in 2017. There was a documentary, The Problem with Apu, made by Indian-American comedian Hari Kondabolu. And it looked at how Western culture depicts Southeast Asian communities. Sachit Mehra is a regular contributor contributor to conversations on many fronts that we have here on 680 CJOB. And of course, his family has been entrenched in the restaurant business since the late 1960s. We want to wish him good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? We're good. I have a question about uh, the restaurant first, but we've been having a really important conversation this morning about names and pronunciations and how they sometimes do get anglicized, whether when over the years for whatever reason. So I, I want to make sure, are we pronouncing your name co- correctly or has had has it had some alterations in the years in Winnipeg? You know, it, it's funny. So my name is pronounced Sachet. And, uh, you know, I also went to French immersion school and en Francais, it's Sachet. So it gets changed a little bit there. <laughs> but all my friends call me Satch. Please call me Satch. It's fine. Perfect. I, I like Satch. We'll do that. The East Indian Company Pub and Eatery it actually started out as something else altogether 50 years ago. What, what was it? So we actually started in the late uh, 60s and, you know, formally kicked off with Mara's uh, in, the, in the 70s, in the very early 70s. And, you know, uh, my dad and my mom and my grandma uh, had a full run deli. Um, doing Montreal smoked meats and uh, corned beef sandwiches, uh, you know, replete with sauerkraut and uh, Swiss cheese and, you know, how to shave the meat just right. Uh, that was what the business was back then because, uh, you know, Indian food or South Asian food and cuisine, if you will, uh, just wasn't uh, a thing back then. And, you know, I often, you know, talk about, you know, South Asian culture and food and something, you know, people say, well, you sell Indian food. That's what you do. And I said, no, actually, what we do is we talk about um, 
really educating and informing people and introducing people um, to our culture and our cuisine. Because the second you do that, um, they get an interest. And once they have an interest, they get an appreciation. You know, this is really good. This tastes great. The aroma is fantastic. The spices are wonderful. It's really healthy for me. And once they have that appreciation, then they can assign a value. And once they assign a value, that's when we can charge for it. So if it really is first about an education, an introduction, an awareness, and then you get to the point where, you know, you're actually charging for it. And, you know, it's been 30, me personally, it's been 30 years of being in this business and, you know, really kind of introducing people to the culture and the cuisine. But you're right. When we first started off, it was all about delis and all about, uh, all about sandwiches and salads and things like that. And it wasn't until 2000, uh, 2001, I want to say, uh, which was our first menu ever um, that was uh, printed that did not have a sandwich on it, where we actually became a full-fledged, uh, if you will, Indian restaurant. And it was, uh, you know, it was a bit of a moment for us all as we kind of looked at this and we finally took the sandwiches off our menu. Sat, you and I are essentially the same vintage. You were born and raised here. Love our city for all its gifts and warts as I do. Yesterday, you told me you speak four different languages. Uh, which four, if you can share with our audience, and please share with us your memories of lunch breaks and what was in your lunchbox and the interest it created and the role you played in maybe being an ambassador for for your community overall uh, back in your school days, teaching your fellow students and your friends about your cultural celebrations? So, you know, as, as you said, and for sure, you know, I'm a born and raised and proud uh, Winnipegger. Uh, you know, it's a fantastic city. It's a fantastic province and, and, and country, and it's really given us everything. And, you know, we've enjoyed every second uh, being, a, being a part of it. You know, I grew up, uh, our family was in the Winnipeg Corps, right? Uh, uh, I grew up on 777 Winnipeg Avenue. Our first business was on McDermott. And the school was, uh, it called Sacred Kirk. And so my grandma uh, was, you know, a very typical, strong Punjabi lady. So at home with her, she insisted uh, that, uh, you know, when speaking with her, it was always in, in, in Punjabi. And of course, her, you know, her, her English was a little uh, poor at the time. So there's lots of Punjabi there. And with mom and dad, it was always in, in Hindi. And of course, I think we all got a bit of education uh, in English from the television. And so, you know, episodes of Night Rider helped with that, I guess. And you know, uh, but school uh, for eight hours a day was French immersion. C'était complètement français pendant huit heures, and you know, I enjoyed it. It was fantastic, and you know, it's funny. You know, growing up in that context, uh, you know, you never felt that it was any different or anything. It's just what you did, and you know, you, you picked up you picked up a language, and it was kind of funny because I do recall in grade four or five, uh, you know, the, the teachers actually held me for about half an hour uh, after class because they wanted to strengthen my English because there was so many, so much of the other languages happening uh, that I needed additional uh, English tutoring. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show how much else there was uh, as well. Uh, growing up, um, really, our family was, you know, and there was just a handful of them. So they were really a vanguard of 
South Asian families in Winnipeg at that time in, um, you know, in the 70s and the late 60s uh, growing up. So, you know, school was, was always fascinating. And I think it was for uh, every immigrant community uh, that, that came to, uh, to Canada and, and certainly here in Winnipeg, you know, whether they're Ukrainian or Filipino or, you know, you name it, or you know, Italian. Uh, you know, you always had uh, different food in the lunchbox that was, you know, not necessarily uh, the norm. And, you know, I would be filled with uh, parantas, which are stuffed bread, either with cauliflower or homemade cheese. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was very, very different. People would always be curious. And of course, I was more curious in, uh, you know, the next person's food roll up. Uh, but certainly they'd be more interested in what was in my box. And I, I recall one day coming, uh, coming back to the restaurant, which was just down the street from the school. My grandma was there and, you know, you know, we had, a, we had a modest upbringing and it was good. And, you know, back then the big thing was Domino's pizza, right? And we, we really wanted a Domino's pizza. And I said, to my grandma, you know, grandma, I really want a Domino's pizza. And she looked at me and she said, you know, so, uh, well, I'll make you pizza. Don't worry about it. So, you know, she takes this man bread, she puts this homemade tomato sauce on it, she put the um, uh, meat that we had, pizza tandoori chicken and whatnot, the homemade cheese on top. She lowered it into the tandoori oven, she baked it, it came out. And I looked at it with my grade six, you know, 10-year-old, 12-year-old eyes, and I kind of looked back up at her and I said, well, that's not Domino's pizza. Because, of course, it was this hand-rolled, handmade thing, right? And she just looked at me and, you know, it was, I, I think back at that time, right? And, you know, what that was, you know, the love, the amazing food and culture, you know, the delicious taste of it. But, you know, as, you know, being a little bit caught in the popular culture at the time, you missed that incredible thing for, for what it was. And, you know, I always, I always think back to that moment of how amazing, uh, how amazing that, that, that homemade pizza was. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we are speaking with Sachet Mera from East India Company Pub and Eatery downtown about actor Hank Azaria apologizing for his portrayal of Apu in The Simpsons. And so The Simpsons, it's the longest-running sitcom in the history of television, Satch. Roughly 700 episodes of the show, and one of the regular characters is or was Apu. He's a family man, an immigrant from West Bengal with a doctorate in computer science, runs the Quickie Mart convenience store in Springfield. What, if any impact, did his existence have on your life? So uh, personally, uh, I, I really do want to lean on the side of zero, um, you know, but that's not to say that, you know, the Simpson, which, you know, if we all recall in the early 90s um, and throughout, uh, you know, would go on to be a very popular show and had significant impact on, on popular culture um, within North America and, and, and beyond. And, you know, let's be clear right off, uh, right off the beginning, right? This was, you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, a great character. This was a, uh, a, a destructive character in, in some ways, uh, and especially at a time where uh, the Simpsons uh, in popular culture could have used the character to be uh, a constructive character and uh, really start talking about different paradigms. And in, instead, you know, you had uh, at the surface, um, a bit of this humor, um, this crude humor based in, in stereotypes, um, you know, that just didn't work for 
um, you know, many people. It was unfortunate that this was, you know, one of the, the, the main South Asian characters in popular culture at the time was a cartoon character uh, based on stereotypes on, on a television show in, in the early 90s. Um, you know, was was a bit of a bit of a tougher go. Now, uh, you know, having said that, um, you know, as, as you mentioned, this show spanned 30 years. It's interesting and good to see uh, evolution in people like Hank and Zaria come out and, um, you know, give the statements that he's given because he's grown, he's seen, he's become educated um, uh, to people around him. And that's positive And I applaud that. Yeah, in the documentary, The Problem with Apu, which was uh, done by Hari Kondabolu, he talked about the fact that in the beginning when he watched that show, he was he kind of liked it because it was the only representation of his family's culture that he would see on TV. So there was the positive side to it. But then others that he spoke to in the documentary would say, well, it kind of reinforced some stereotypes. Uh, you know, one of the guys that they, they talked to said that, uh, I think it was Aziz Ansari who said that, you know, he grew up being called Apu by other kids because that was the only name that they could relate or connect it to you're saying you want to lean toward zero is there room in the conversation such that it might have had depending on who you are just would have had a different impact maybe not at all or maybe a great impact absolutely i i think for many people um there would have been a, a negative impact you can only imagine as you just referenced as even started that uh there would have been uh certainly negative comments there would have been uh, a complete company of communities together uh, under banner. I'm sure there was uh, schoolyard bullying or, uh, you know, uh, uh, a water cooler uh, name calling uh, based around that that might have started in a, in a friendly jive, but really had these very uh, strong and bad undertones that were being propagated by this show under the guise of, you know, just friendly humor. But it's not. And that's what makes this stuff subversive and structural and dangerous. And so, you know, we have to be very careful. Again, I applaud Hank Gonzaga for uh, waking up and, and, and coming up to this show. And, you know, The Simpsons itself, and just to talk about that for a second, 30-year running show, um, you know, that bears a responsibility because you're starting off uh, in a certain climate and you're evolving into another climate. And, again, I applaud it for growing and, and recognizing um, and, and its place of responsibility in the role and really changing and bringing out those, you know, new tones in and through its people like Hank. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. You know, the, the Simpsons, the, the Simpsons was always a show where you had this, you know, this, this bit of a humor on the, on the surface. And, you know, you did have this commentary, um, you know, for, for the adults in the background. And, you know, there were, some positives, if you, if you will. You know, when you consider the character of Apu, he was a person that was, um, you know, a business owner, uh, would go on to be a family man, part of the community, fabric, giving back. And all of that was, was positive and strong. You know, and being a business owner is not a small thing. It, it's, it's a great thing. The unfortunate reality is that, you know, that would just be lost under the, under the stereotypes that were just being, you know, hammered every episode. Sachin Mara, East India Company Pub. Sharps, don't forget that. Sachin Mara, East India Company Pub and Eatery. Sorry, we are out of time. Thank you so much for your insight, sir. Thank you for listening to The Start with Mackling McGarry, McNabb, and Fortier and Master Control. Jeff Braun with Global News at 10 is next.